What's up, OG fam and first-time fam? Welcome to another edition of Man to Man. I'm David Wazicki, your favorite certified transformational nutrition coach. And today, we are starting the new year right with this brother right here. I'm very excited, not only because he's an actor and producer who's been in the entertainment industry for over 15 years good for you and is probably best known for his role a lot longer than that a lot longer than that (laughs) probably you know what that's probably just the association with the game um because you know what well all right all right wait let 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 me get through the intro because i'm 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 ready to dig in and and have the convo with you probably best known for his role in the game which you can catch on paramount plus now streaming but his talents don't stop there he's also produced several films and tv shows he's directed one of the uh game episodes and he is passionate about mental health awareness and support within the black community as am i so without further ado let's give it up for the one and only hosea chanchez what's up my brother david that was such a warm welcome so thank you so much brother i appreciate that Absolutely. i couldn't have said it myself about myself so <laughs> that's what i'm here for i'm honored i'm honored to be here my man well, I'm honored to have you here. I'm ready to get into all the things, but before we do, as every listener knows, we get into setting the tone with our special check system here that we call getting man-to-man blue check certified. It's one question mm. I ask every man. No one's answered it twice. It's like a snowflake. So oh. <laughs> I'm going to turn this okay. one over to you. You ready? No, No pressure. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. No pressure at all. I'm ready. I got my my granddad's trying to cabinet behind me. There you go. <laughs> I'm armed. Let's go. Yeah, nothing <laughs> says armed like your grandfather's <laughs> China. Like a China cabinet. <laughs> in, in Alabama. There you go. <laughs> Hometown. Shout out. Mm-hmm. All right, my brother. What does masculinity mean to you? Oh, it's a really good question. Thank you. Masculinity. What does it mean to me? I don't think I've ever had to define masculinity, but I think the first word that comes to mind um, is responsibility. Mm. And I know that's not maybe in the context of what masculinity is, um, but that's kind of what it, it, it means to me in some way, <laughs> if that makes sense. It makes total sense. I was going to say, <laughs> contrary to what you just said, I actually think it is part of masculinity because I do think there was a certain level of responsibility that we have uh, as men. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something started going through my mind because you mentioned that you're at home in Alabama with your grandfather. Mm -hmm. That's right. And right, right before we got on mic, you said he's 92 years old now. Mm -hmm. That's right. He's 92 and he'll be 93 in May. Um, there you go. And you can probably hear him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Shout uh, out, so Grandpa. He's a, part of, yeah. he's, a, he's a part of the conversation. But, you know, it's it's so interesting when you speak about masculinity. I'm sorry, I'm readjusting myself here. No, go for it. Um, hold on one second. Hey, Big Dad, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on, <laughs> you know, speaking of masculinity, this is my first representation of masculinity. My grandfather raised me. You know, my parents were really young when they had me. So my grandfather was one of the the key factors in me becoming a man, which is the reason why I'm home. Um, because as he's gotten older, he's needed me as I needed him as a young boy growing into a man. 
he's my first representation of masculinity. Hmm. Um, he's what masculinity meant for me through him was responsibility, caring for your family, um, caring for the people that you love, uh, being accountable to uh, the responsibilities of your life and hmm. not abandoning those. So for me, that's what masculinity means to me. It's not this macho uh, yeah. you know, how, you know, deep your voice is or how big yeah, your yeah. pecs are. That's not masculinity, <laughs> you know? So yes, yeah, it's, it's actually kind of serendipitous that we're actually experiencing all of this at this time. And you asked me that yeah. question. So. Yeah, no, it's wild. It's wild. That's why when you mentioned your grandfather, yeah. I was like, Ooh, this is good. Uh, we could yeah. touch on that. Um, and do you feel like with that, with growing up, um, with your granddad, did he help shape that worldview for you? They always say it takes a village. So I know mm -hmm. that in you know certain instances, you mentioned your grandfather already. Uh, was mm -hmm. there anybody else? Grandmother? He was my or... first representation. Uh, and yes, my grandmother, my both of my grandmothers at that time, my, mm. uh, both of my grandmothers were alive at that time. I still have one left now, thank God. Mm. My mom's mom, who I also lived with. I was a community baby oh, wow. amongst my grandkids. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, my mother was really young. Uh, when she had me and, and, and quite often in the South, there's nothing new about this story. There's nothing, there's nothing different about it than we've all heard. Young woman has a kid, young father, and he goes off, has another family, does his thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm both of my sets of grandparents kid in a way while my parents and, you know, off doing what they needed to do to become whole human beings. Sure. Um, which is something at the time I didn't understand, but now as I, I got, you know, as, a, as an adult man, I understand that they did the best they could. And this is the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, you know, having my grandparents raise me because in a sense, I got the same upbringing that my mother and my father got. Um, I got the same set of rules and the same uh, grounding that they got, that same security. As I mentioned, this is the childhood home that I grew up in. Yeah. So when I come back here, which is quite often each month, when I come home, I'm always in awe of being um, in the place that nurtured me and in the place that groomed me and to know that I went off to Hollywood and became, you know, my dream. Yeah. And then I come back home and I'm reminded of uh, the humility and the love and the masculinity that exists within this house and what that means for us. So it was such a full circle life and moment. Yeah, I love it. And I, again, I'm, I'm so glad I caught you while you're actually at home <laughs> with said <Me> too. grandparent. <laughs> <laughs> Now, right. you know, there's something uh, that's also interesting to me and for this conversation, uh, as we touch on masculinity and generational mm -hmm. and the character that you play in the game, mm -hmm. um, you know, so most folks know you as Malik and <laughs> you've been playing him for almost two decades. I remember back in the CW mm -hmm. days, that's when I first caught on to the game, you know, and now it's, you know, back more drama, more laughs and more real actually which i'm mm -hmm. loving and i'm digging yeah, you know i'm digging you. your storyline too and and what you're bringing to the spotlight that archetype nfl player mm -hmm. and we've had a few nfl players here on the show where a lot of times they speak about how they can't be vulnerable how they can't show emotion mm -hmm. how they can't open up how they they keep mm -hmm. everything suppressed it bottles up until it explodes on the field or maybe, you know, in certain unfortunate circumstances until they're off the field and retired and, and then they're able to, uh, 
able to hopefully find themselves. Some don't. Some have a lot of unfortunate situations. We see it in the headlines. We see a lot of things <laughs> happen mm -hmm, within right, the dude. headlines. And, and a lot of that you're bringing up in the game, and I love it. And you know, I mentioned that it's more real because I see that in your character where you're pushing for healthcare and you know, there, there's mental health that comes into your character and, and what you're bringing into play. Is there something you were conscious of around an NFL player and that archetype and what you're bringing on and then conversely how you are in real life and and trying mm -hmm. to bring some of that real life into that character and some vulnerability to that again archetype of a dominant very you know masculine masculine old school masculine type of man it's it's a really interesting question because this has this isn't something that the answer I'm about to give is not something I've ever said Malik, in a way, hmm. in so many ways, uh, forced me into uh, a, a type or archetype of masculinity. Hmm. And back in the day, I remember people would always say, well, you're, you're nothing like your character. And, and it was true in that sense. But in a way, he was my, my vessel for getting out the things that uh, those... those uh, <laughs> macro aggressive things, <laughs> sure. uh, that we identify with, uh, you know, with manhood and with masculinity. So Malik was uh, my tool or my, uh, again, vessel that I used to execute a lot of my chauvinistic bullshit that I would do, hmm. you know, as a man, and I was able to really live in it and salivate in it. Mm. Uh, but the truth is, I'd never been one who uh, led with my masculinity in any way. And so playing a character like that, people thought that that was really me. But no, I had to do a lot of a lot of code switching, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in order to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, but was there anyone in particular? No. I think using NFL players as a whole, um, using that culture as a whole yeah. um, was something that I was able to do really well. And it was fun because, again, it wasn't it wasn't it, it wasn't me. Or it wasn't something that I identified with because I believe every man has, uh, you know, a form of masculinity, whatever that is to you. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't something that necessarily I uh, I could identify in any particular person or player. But as the, the league as a whole, I could use as an example to fuel my performances and to put into fuel because, as you know, Malik is quite the, you know, <laughs> the chauvinist and the the masculine, uh, you know, like macho type dude. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that, I answered your question, Dave. <laughs> no, you did. You definitely did. I was going to okay, say yeah, okay. um, <laughs> your 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 uh, your mom character is pretty strong herself, Miss Tasha Mack. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she she brings her own her own masculine energy, or maybe that's the epitome Which, of, uh, of of that strong feminine energy coming in as well. Mm. Which, is... Which actually reminded me a lot of my own mom too. Really, you know? Do, oh yeah, yeah. How my so? mother uh, just she's very similar to uh, Tasha in some ways. Uh, my mom started her own business when she was a very young woman. She's very ambitious, mm -hmm. and my mother's about uh, four eleven, five feet somewhere <laughs> in there, and uh, tough as nails. You know, and mm -hmm. in so many ways, my mom is uh, more. She's more. She's tougher than I am. You know. 
more masculine than me in some ways, <laughs> um, with her little small self. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of similarities in her and, and Natasha Matt character. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then I want to touch on um, the healthcare, the wellness of it all. That you know, again, is mm. unfolding in in your character on the show, but more so you, at least for me. More recently, I, I've seen come across more commentary from you as it relates to mental health and advocacy. I've, I've seen a post uh, regarding Meg the Stallion, which was mm. eloquently, <laughs> eloquently put <laughs> and much appreciated. I, I, I did a, very much Thank appreciate that. And, and some others, you know, whether a little more lighthearted, but kind of, you know, getting back into your fitness and, and just, just touching on all the different areas as, as it relates to health and wellness. Um, so mm-hmm. you've been more open and vocal recently. So I wonder like, when did that become clear to you? When were you like, okay, it's time for me to talk about it. Cause again, this is not, you know, it's not like there's a hundred man to man podcasts out there for black men, right? That's right. So, That's right. <laughs> you know, it's it's something where it's becoming a thing. I'm hoping it becomes a movement. Um, mm-hmm. starting with this podcast and hopefully others and men like yourself that are jumping in here and being open and honest with me. But when did it start for you? When did it click like I gotta do something? You know, it actually had been bubbling up for some years. Hmm. Um, I think the start of it, if I could create a start, was I did, I create, I, I uh, wrote a one man show that I'd put on. I think that was in 2019. It was right before COVID. And um, 2018, 19, if I'm not mistaken. And that was prob- that was my, my most honest work. And in that work, um, I was able to hide behind this character um, and this character gave me an opportunity to, to heal a lot of the things and traumas that had happened to me in my life. The, the name of the play was called Good Morning. Um, good, G-O-O-D-M-O-U-R-I-N-G, mm, morning. Got it. Got um, it. Play on that. And so uh, through that work and through that exercise, I was able to uh, release a lot of things that happened to me in my childhood as a young man that I had never discussed. And right before that, uh, I'd shared something uh, with the world about me being a young man who was molested when I was a kid. And I'd forgotten about that. And one day it hit me, it came back to me. And everything that I told myself to forget it intentionally, all of that had come crashing down. Wow. And so that was probably my first spout as an adult man where I could I could actually pinpoint and say, you know what, there was a, a large portion of the year before that I was a, I was suffering from a depression, a deep, dark depression that I couldn't really understand it until I had to um, uncover the layers of what it was all about. So through yeah. that came the play Good Morning. And through Good Morning, I was able to express a lot of the things that had happened to me as a kid. And that was one of the biggest uh story points in it was being a man who had had an instance um, that had robbed him of uh, his childhood, his masculinity, whatever you want to call it, because it happened by another man's hand. Mm. So all those things I had to contend with as a kid, but then also as an adult man who had actually forgotten all about it. And that was probably the, that was the very start of my 
uh, mental health challenge. Cut to 2000, the year 2000, when we were getting ready to do the game, 2000, 2001, Mm -hmm. um, Malik's character had gone through uh, mental health challenges. And I never identified myself as a man who dealt with mental health issues. That was just not something that was um, in my vocabulary at all as a human being. I just didn't talk that way. I didn't identify um, in that way. I honestly thought it was some white stuff. I was like, same. Yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) and again, I'm I'm, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, man. You know, we're in a Bible belt and stuff. And people are always saying, you know, we pray everything and, you know, we don't claim stuff that, you know. Right, right, right. (laughs) Pray it away. Pray it away. Yeah, Yeah, not claiming certain things that, um, you know, that that you don't want to carry on, that you don't want to carry into your daily walking in your life. So having to do the research for Malik, having to understand where he was coming from and the stories we're telling, um, that was a, a pivotal moment for Hosea because I actually had a huge light bulb go off and I realized that I too suffered much like most of us. Um, and I would say almost every you know person of color um, and almost every human being in general, but especially coming through COVID, not yeah. being done with it, but coming through it as we are still. Right. Um, I think humanity has learned that we're all suffering from some forms of mental health challenges and just challenges in general, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it felt like a, a, a freeing space to be able to, um, you know, peel back the layers of your, your personal onion and be vocal about it. And not just vocal about it, just to, you know, either complain or just to be hearing yourself talk, but actually to heal yourself and then to help possibly heal some other people along the way. So I think it started um, when I did my my one man show when I wrote that. And then it was more reinforced um, when I played Malik uh, for the first time coming back to Paramount Plus Um, and then uncovering that, you know, I was in some trouble myself when it came to my mental health. Yeah. So yeah. it's a complicated thing, but I think um, I think I answered the question pretty good. <laughs> no, you did. You did. But, I, you know, I think it's interesting. You've been able to, as, as I hear your journey mm-hmm. in real life, the journey of this character as well, that that you've been fortunate. You know, I would say, I mean, I, I don't think there is many that's able to have such a long uh, lifespan with, with the character one black character two (laughs) right (laughs) and and you know to to be able to again kind of redefine and and evolve it like i said you know just just Mm -hmm. watching being able to watch this uh second season on paramount plus it's like there's dimension you know what i mean yeah you know yeah 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 and and some appreciate in that and that was something we were intentional we were intentional about that and i feel very intentional about yeah very intentional about making sure I believe Malik, um, this is just my personal, you know, my personal thought for a character that I played for almost uh, 20 years now. I think I've earned the right to say what I'm about to say was I believe he was one of the most underserved characters as far as his evolution. Um, there was still so much more to, to tell as far as his story goes. Um, I think we didn't even we really only had cracked the surface of understanding who he is and why he is. Mm-hmm. So through Paramount Plus the last two years, we've really been able to dive in um, and tell more of his story so people could understand more. And even Hosea, I get to understand more about him because I would be lying if I said that I fully understood him. I saw him as a, a um, underdeveloped human. 
I was so glad that the opportunity came along to, you know, do it again on Paramount Plus and yeah. focus more on his growth. I love that. Do you think there are other ways from this character? Do you think it's also shown you different ways or different avenues of growth that you didn't realize? Or are there certain things you want him to see next or you want the character to to venture towards next? Absolutely. I think that it, it would personally be... Um, it would personally be a victory for Hosea if Malik finds real happiness in his mm-hmm. life. You know, to 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 play a, a character for almost twenty years again and to still feel like he's not. And well, I mean, it's clear that he's not uh, fully satisfied or settled. And I think that's just a normal human thing. Absolutely. I don't think Malik's any different than any man. I think when you reach a certain point in your life. Um, there's always a point for every man that you're ready to to, to evolve um, in areas that are underserved in your life and on yeah. your walk. So those are the things that I wish the most for him is that he's he's afforded the opportunity to live a full life and not just a life about football, um, a life that is pleasing to him and um, you know to to his to his evolution as a man. And that's the thing, even if it's not pleasing to him, that's the truth. So sometimes we don't know what we need, you know, and it's the writer's job or it's the, you know, it's, it's our job to, to, to teach one another and to show one another. So even if Malik is not aware of it, we all know to be a well-rounded human being, um, you should probably experience love on a level that's not superficial, sex on a level that's not superficial, um, and intimacy on a level that's not superficial. So those are the things I desire the most for him because I know as a man now, a 40-year-old man now, I understand things that when I first got this character in my early 20s, what it means to really live a full life. So those are the things that I wish for him, the same things I wish for myself and even you. Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you that. It, it's, you know, it, it started to sound like those are some of the things you want to see in, mm-hmm. in yourself, in Hosea, and, and what you're looking forward and, well, to Well, those are some of the things that I have seen. Which is beautiful. You know, those are the, yeah, those are the things that I have seen, um, which is why now I desire similar things for, you know, for him. Yeah. Because, you know, I've been playing them for so long now. I really, really, really love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, we're all rooting yeah. for him. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let me ask you this. In, in terms of, you know, since it is a wellness podcast, what have you been doing recently in terms of routine, whether it's mind, body, soul, all the things in your typical day of wellness? What, what does that look like for you? Typical day of wellness is definitely I start my day with prayer. Prayer and meditation for me are the center of my life, um, my existence, I know that I'm not just a physical being. So if I'm just relying on my physical body and mind and looks, there are a lot of, there's so many parts of humanity that are underserved when you don't fulfill those other areas of your life. I believe I'm spirit first and body second. And in order for me to nurture my spirit, man, I have to start in my mornings. I have to start my day uh, setting a real intention for my day. and doing everything in my power to accomplish that intention. That's the first thing I start with before I even start with an agenda and all my schedule and all that crap. Mm -hmm. Um, The intention of my inner man means more to me than anything. 
And now I've, I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't, uh, I don't sacrifice that for anything mm-hmm. or anyone. You know, there was a certain point in my time where work meant more, where money meant more, where women meant more, where friendships meant more, where so many other things meant more. And as you know, that creates an imbalance in your life. And so the past five years, I've been on a quest to find balance, to find a a place and a space in my life that allows me to not just be successful and to, you know, make money and nurture these things and people and all that stuff, but to uh, make sure that my spirit is joyful and is um, on the path of success for my spirit. You yeah. know, obviously not monetary success, but my spirit needs to feel successful. And um, the only way to do that is to nurture that. And the only way to nurture that is through prayer, prayer and meditation um, or some forms of that. Call it what you may, but that's still that that's your channel into uh, your spirit, man. So, yeah, that's the thing that I lead with first. Now, I've been doing a lot of things, believe it or not, David, I'm really fortunate right now in my life, man, because I've been able to create spaces, physical spaces in my life that allowed me to nurture um, my mental health. I recently uh, never thought that I'd be saying this, but I recently shot a talk show and that talk show is specifically designed for black men. It is a black, it's, it's by black men for black men uh, or it's for everyone, but it's by black men. Um, and so the name of the show is The Goodfellas. And it's nice. a show I created yeah. just so I could give something back. And yeah, we're going to do something together too. Uh, we'll talk about that offline or, or another time, but. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it, it is, um, which is my, my hats off to you for doing this work, because it's really important that we uh, lift each other up on this journey called life. Um, and really, the only way that we can do that is if we are open and communicative to one another and we create a space for yeah. one another. That's one thing about men in particular. We don't really have many spaces. We haven't, I should say. We haven't had many spaces where we actually come together and discuss um, you know, the mind, body, and the spirit and all of those things breaking down and how do we fix them and how do we navigate this journey of life, um, in a healthy way. Yeah. So, you know, hats off to you for creating that space. And I'm following in your footsteps, um, by creating a space for, uh, you know, our brothers to, uh, evolve out of a lot of things that we've been a victim and trapped by, um, on our journey of, of as men. Mm, I love it. I is that something that was a mouthful. It was a mouthful. Is it something we can mm-hmm. expect soon? Is it in production Very right soon. now? Very soon. Okay. Uh, we shot the pilot. We shot the pilot, okay. and um, so now we'll go from pilot to uh, to hopefully the network loves it and picks yeah. it up. <laughs> got it. Got it. I, yeah. But if not, if not, um, uh, we will still that the good fellows will still exist very soon and it just depends on what platform we're on so sure sure i love it i love it i'm looking forward to it i love the title by the way that's pretty (laughs) thank you thank you we fought very hard to get it (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure (laughs) um but i do love so ah man and and you did say a mouthful because that was loaded with with a lot of things i want to touch on um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you talked about mind body spirit and I feel like whenever I hear that opening, there, there's always something in the dialogue of particular men. When when you say certain words or have certain phrases, I perk up because I know I'm like, ah, 
he's there or he his knows. journey. Has, <laughs> he knows, he knows, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's like wink. That's right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I can, you know, dive in a little bit deeper, <laughs> but I love that in, in terms of, in, in terms of, um, you saying earlier at the top of that, when I asked you the question, you are not your body and mm-hmm. it's spirit first, because that, you know, that, that's something, um, I'm, I'm definitely, continuing to dig into and learn more about and, and understanding, you know, us observing ourselves versus how we are in this body versus how we are in the experience of this human experience, um, so on and so forth. And then what we have to do right on those three levels, but it does start back there, right? The spirit, the observer, then you get Mm -hmm. into the physical, then you do the things to condition the physical vessel, which in, in tune, you get the spirit, you get the physical, the mental starts shifting, um, with, with those two things. And then you create that, uh, beautiful harmony. Now we know mm-hmm. all of this in our forties and, and you're in <laughs> right, the, for- right. you're in the 40 club. So that's right. Welcome. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Right here with you. Um, I, I was going to say with the knowledge that we have now, what of this knowledge would you give to like a 14 year old? Hosea? Is is there like mm. one thing you would go back and be like, man, look, a little Hosea out mm-hmm. in Alabama, 14 years old, about to enter high school. Mm-hmm. Is there like a gem you would yeah. drop? And- Absolutely. I think it's, and it's such a simple gem. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because gem, it could be a play on where we're going. Okay. But um you know, we grow up, man, as, as, as men and as men of color, thinking that, you know, it's what you led with, you know, the word masculinity. Um, that often ties to something physical for us. It's your body. You know, it's your strength. It's, you know, uh, you know how well you can, you know, <laughs> pick somebody up and, you know, uh, run them out of a, you know, a, a burning home or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the flaws of men and men is that we let, have led for so many years with the physicalities of what it means to be a man, really missing the core of what purpose is in manhood. And it's that what we just said is spirit. And, and now I'm a semi ninja when it comes to, you know, like, like the mind. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm a semi ninja with it. Um, I got my bag of tricks uh, that allow me to, you know, navigate the mind space very well. But if I had known when I was younger, that if I could have sharpened that tool versus, you know, working out or, you know, <laughs> the, the, those physical things that cause yeah. we identify manhood with, with so many physical things. Yeah, crazy. we do. Yeah, we do. But yeah, if I'd have had that understanding when I was that age that you mentioned, I believe, uh, I'd probably been, better off as, as, as a man, I probably would have not suffered so much in my thirties. Mm. Um, cause I think that's where mm. my, a lot of my suffering was as a man was in my thirties in my early and mid thirties. Although I was having some extreme highs, you know, and some extreme, uh, you know, physical, uh, elevations in my life. Sure. But mentally I was in anguish a lot of that time. And, and mm. most people thought that I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, probably could have eliminated a lot of suffering myself had I led with spirit first being that age. Mm, I love it. I love it. Hosea, I could honestly 
talk to you all day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we are we same. Are, yeah, yeah, brother. We're <laughs> we're gonna do it. We'll talk offline. I'm I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by yes. the good fellas. But in the meantime, fam, make sure you connect with Hosea at Hosea Chanchez C H A N C H E Z on Instagram. And make sure you are watching the game on Paramount Plus. I'm telling you, it's dope. Please. I'm an OG <laughs> watcher since the CW days. Thank it's you. dope. Pick it up again if you. if you were. And if you haven't, hey, and, go ahead. And and if you haven't, and if you don't have Paramount Plus, there is a, if you go to my Instagram, um, there is a, uh, a free um, mm. subscription to Paramount Plus there. You'll see it. It's a, it looks like a poster, but. Uh, just click it and you'll see the code and everything at the end and give Paramount Plus a try for free and watch the game. And watch the not, game. Not anything else. Watch that laugh. Well, we love some free 99. So we will. Uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there's your incentive to get on the IG and Paramount Plus. And in the meantime, in between time, don't forget to tell another brother, king or queen about man to man so we can keep yes. conversations like this on wellness and the wellness revolution going plus if you like what you're hearing give us those five stars and leave a review we just cracked the top 100 in terms of mental health podcasts so we're going to keep climbing those charts congratulations brother thank you thank yes, you man. appreciate yes, that that's what I'm appreciate about. that <laughs> we're, we're we're doing the work here yes you are i'm proud of you Thank you, brother. I genuinely appreciate yeah. that because I feel that's genuine. I, I genuinely appreciate mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. So okay. <laughs> till next week, it, it's my tagline. So I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Till next week, fam. Peace, love, and spirit. Mm -hmm.